0: If you brought your Bibles with you this morning, you can turn to the book of Psalm, the 14th division of Psalm. I'm going to spend some time in in the Psalms this morning. Psalm in the 14th division of Psalm. I want you to mark that for just a moment, and I want you to move over to the 100th Psalm. We're going to read in just a moment. So again, Psalm chapter 14. Hold that for just a moment and let's go over to Psalm chapter or the 100th division of Psalm. I'm going to begin reading this morning in Psalm 100. Five verses is all that's there, so we want to read the entire chapter. And I want you to think about this break the silence. But I want to ask you a question do you think there is a silence? How many people come to church? How many people has God given an opportunity that don't say or do anything? Now this morning we're going to read in some places and I believe it's important and I believe that it is required of us as God's people that we do not need to be silent. But of all the silence and all those things that we may describe here this morning, when I read to you in just a minute in Psalms in the 14th chapter, the biggest hurt or disturbance that I have is the silence of unsaved people. For folks, without seeking after God, you will not be saved. I hope that you all will agree with me that every person that is unsaved and never been saved by the grace of God and has never been born again, they need to break the silence and they need to talk to God. I hope you will agree with me this morning that God's people, that we need to break the silence and talk about the things that God has done. For Psalm 100, and let's begin reading the very first verse, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Do you hear the lack of silence? There's an encouragement. There's a prompting. There's there's an idea that we need to realize we do not need to be silent. For the children of God, I pray that we would break the silence. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. Why are we not silent? Because what God has done for us. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. Go, I get an amen to that this morning? For the Lord is good. His mercy, how long does it last? For his mercy is everlasting. We should shout the off and not be silent because God's mercies are everlasting. And his truth endureth. To all generations. If you marked in the book of Psalms chapter 14. And I want to read to you the fourth verse. Listen to what happens here. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge? Listen to what's happened. He said, are they not aware of what's going on? Are they not aware of what's happening or transpiring in their lives? Are they not aware, he said, have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge? Can I pause right there before I read the rest of the verse? In the civil law, just because you do not know the speed limit does not mean that you cannot get pulled over and written a citation and use the excuse, well, I didn't know. Even if you do not know, you have accountability. When a child is born into this world, they may not know at that time, and they do not know, but there will come a time that they will know, and they are going to be held accountable for sin. Listen to what the psalmist said. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread. We're going to talk about the, how that they are... That their their actions and their energy is focused upon destroying the people of God. But when I say break the silence today, the people that are in iniquity, listen to those last few words. And tell me if your heart does not sink. For people that are iniquity and they call not upon the Lord... Folks, the most devastating thing that can happen to an unsaved person is that they do not call upon the Lord. Break the silence. That's what I want to tell the lost world today. Don't be silent. By the way, let, let's just think about this. We're not implying to anybody that unsaved people. Or of people that do not speak. For their opinions are very vocal. Matter of fact, the opinions are plastered everywhere that you can imagine. They will talk about issues. They will talk about a, a, a society. But what they will not do is, they will not talk to the Lord. I pray that you all would agree with me when I say this. We all need to talk to the Lord. We need to talk to Him. Now, what you need to talk to the Lord about, that is not my place. What my place is, is that if you're here and you're saved, may you enter into His presence with thanksgiving. May our churches never become silent. May our churches never become very quiet. And may we always have a reminder that, God, You are good to us. God, You have blessed us. The psalmist talks about how that, that, that the wicked and, and the evil and the people that are in iniquity, he said, that they're, they're being praised and that, that they're being heard of all these things. And the very first part of that verse said, Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge? You know, the Bible does not praise sin. But you know what? We, you go outside in our, our uh, communities and outside in our society, we praise sin. It's like we become acceptable or we, we understand that, that sin is something that has changed and that we should become accommodating to those things. May we understand this this morning. May we understand is that, folks, that, that God today wants us to talk to Him. The world today may talk about all these other issues and all these other things that can be said, but have all those workers of iniquity no knowledge? The psalmist is not saying that the people lacked intelligence. Matter of fact, where are we at right now on the intelligence level as far as where we were 20 years ago, where we were 100 years ago? Let's just just grab one thing out of the hat. Where are we at now in the, the treatment of cancer versus what we were 10 years ago, 20 years ago? Heart disease 10 years ago versus 20 years ago. It's not that we are not an intelligent society. I don't, I don't have a problem saying that, that we are as advanced. When I look at the, the technologies we have, I look at the advancements that we've made in, in the, the many facets of our lives. What I'm seeing is, is that what the psalmist is teaching us, he said, do they have no knowledge? It's not that he's talking about book sense or societal sense. What he's talking about is, do people have a sense of their spiritual state with God? Folks, today I will go out and I will venture off and say this. If mankind truly understand how God viewed sin, we would all start crying out to the Lord. But we we become comfortable with it. We become acceptable to it. We become, matter of fact, I would even say callous. And that's why today I say that may we break the silence and, he's, and he talks about how that they have knowledge or the, the, the workers of iniquity. He said, they have no knowledge. What are they ignorant of? What are they silent of? Hosea chapter six, 4 and verse 6 says this. My people are destroyed for what? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, does it mean that the knowledge was not there Listen, let me read to you a little bit more of Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But there's a little more to that verse. Because thou hast rejected knowledge. Folks, one of my great fears in our world today is is that people reject the truth. Preacher, why can't we have this feel-good religion about how that, 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 that we all are going to go to heaven and we all just want to do the right thing? We forget that there's a price to be paid for sin. So we reject the knowledge that we may know. We reject what we know to be the truth. And we only want to be pickers and choosers of what we want to hear. Folks, I, I, I pray today that we would take the entire counsel of God and apply it to our lives. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because they have rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of God, and I will also forget thy children." There's a spiritual lacking of knowledge today. We're we're a society that that, that networks. That's the word that you hear a lot. You network with people. You you learn more from other people. People in your field or people with your likes or people with your hobbies. But you know what's important for us today is this. Is that we see that there's a need that we might grow in the spiritual matters of God. And we might all would agree on this. It's important that we talk and we break the silence. It's important for us. Us this morning to see that we do not need to hold back on what's on our heart, but may we speak to God what it is that he would have us to do. Why are people silent today? Is it because they do not know? Is it because they do not understand? So therefore, and I've alluded to this already, but let me read to you in the book of Leviticus chapter 5. In Leviticus, in Leviticus has a whole, it talks about... How when we have wrong or sinfulness or, uh, or, or things that are imperfections about us, how do we make them right? That's what Leviticus is a lot about that, whether it's the priest, different people in different categories. But when people have a need in their life, what do they do? So the idea may come up with saying, well, I didn't know. Do you ever hear people try to get out of something because I didn't know? I didn't know there was a speed limit. I didn't know there was a no talking rule. Or I didn't know that, that whatever, just fill in the blank. I didn't know. So therefore we think because we do not know that we're not accountable for that. Let me read to you if I can the book of Leviticus chapter 5. And for those that were the sin of they didn't know, let me read to you the 17th verse. And if a soul sin, you mean sin is not what we commit just in our bodies? You mean there's something inside of us that sins against God? Absolutely. And if a soul sin and committeth any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of the Lord. So there are things that God said, this is what you can do. This is what you cannot do. He said, but if you sin and you commit the transgressors of the people of iniquity, if you do any of these things, listen to what he said. Though he wist it not. That's where we're going to see. Even if you think, that you did not know what was supposed to be done, listen to this last part of this verse. Yet he is guilty and shall bear his iniquity. Did you hear what the, 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 the writer, what we are reading about here is that in Leviticus it said, yet he is guilty. There's a punishment that's going to happen. And that's what we read to you in Psalms here this morning in the 14th uh, division of the book of Psalms. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge? Just because we do not know what is going to happen to us. If you remember what happened to Christ at Calvary in the 23rd chapter of Luke. Some very, very frequently quoted scripture At the crucifixion of Jesus, listen to what we read in the 23rd chapter, in the 34th verse. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them. Why? For they know not what they do. Jesus is teaching us that even if we do not know, we still must be forgiven. Folks, their sin of omission, their sin of commission what that means is there's things that you know that are right, but you choose not to do it. The Bible says, he that knoweth doeth good, and doeth or not, it is sin. In other words, I know I should open a door, or I know that I should do something, but I do not do that. That's the intentional purpose of things. But then he's saying there's also things that we do in our life we didn't intend for it. And matter of fact, we didn't even know what we were doing was wrong. But what we have to understand is, is that we, and I mean we as a human race, We have a sinful nature. I don't want to candy coat it and and tell people that that they're good. Because, folks, the Bible says very plainly, there's none good. There's none that are righteous. There are none today that are holy today. That belongs unto Jesus. And when I say break the silence, may we that are the sinful people, may we communicate with one. And Jesus said, he said, Father, forgive them. He said, for they know not what they do do. We forget, but he always remembers. I think about the children and as as they grow up in their life, they don't have to be taught to do wrong. They don't have to be taught to sin. And they don't realize that what they are doing is wrong until they are told it's wrong. You know, watch them. Just watch how a child will act and what they do. And they don't think that what they're doing is wrong until an adult or another party says, no, don't do that, or you shouldn't do that, or that's wrong. But you see today, God is telling us is that if we not careful, that we will have things that we are unintentionally aware of. He said, but we need to be forgiven. And that's why Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. These children, they don't realize when they're young and when we were children and young, we didn't understand that what we were doing was a sinful nature, unknowingly sinning against God. But you know what else we didn't understand as a child? God's love. We didn't truly understand God's love. We understood Christ. We understood God and I believe in the the power of a child and how that child communicates with God but folks, it's only once you truly understand the need of sin, or not the need, but the, 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 the purpose and the how that we have sin in our life and the need for a savior is what I'm trying to say. If until we see that, then we understand God's love. Folks, this morning I pray that if you've ever experienced the conviction and the condemnation of sin in your life, and you've ever experienced the peace that the Holy Spirit of God gives you uh, through Christ Jesus, I pray today that we would break the silence. And as the Psalm 100 said, may we enter, may we enter in with thanksgiving, may there be rejoicing in our life. For notice what we read here in the book of Psalms. I want to go back for just a second. Psalms in the 14th chapter, and notice what he's saying here in the 4th verse. He says, these are the people, he said, who eat up my people as they eat bread. Psalmist is teaching us that we're not saying that the people of iniquity are silent. What he's saying is, they're not crying out to God, they're crying out against God's people. Let me, let me word this a little bit different. For the atheist or anybody that doesn't believe in God, they can cry out against me or anything that I may stand for, but that's not going to change their relationship with Christ. They need to cry out to the Lord. Crying out to a man or crying out against a man, mankind that is, crying out against mankind is not going to change your eternal relationship. But may we all understand this, crying out to the Lord will change your eternal destiny. Would you agree with that? Folks, if you've ever been saved by the grace of God, somewhere along this way, the conviction set in and you cried out to the Lord. My heart is breaking today because people are lost and they are bound for a devil's hell and they are silent. Not silent in what they're saying, they're crying out against so many things. They're crying out a bit how the church acts, or the preacher's just too long, or he's not short, he's too short, or he's too loud, or he doesn't use fancy words. We we cry out against so many things, but may we realize that that the most important thing is not to crowd against the ways of a man, but to crowd against our own ways to the Lord. Isn't it amazing that our nature is more concerned about somebody else than we are about ourselves? Folks, the most important thing here is not what your neighbor's doing. The most important thing is what are you doing? Well, they need to be talking more or they need to pray more or they need to sing more or testify more and all those things may be true. But you know, one day lost people aren't going to stand before a holy God and say, well... They didn't tell me or they didn't do or they were quiet. You're I know that it's important for God's people to have a burden and a, and a great zeal for the unsaved, but you know what? It is not necessary for an unsaved person to be around that. Matter of fact, it's not important that you're around a saved person to get saved. What's important is the Holy Spirit of God's convicting your soul. When God convicts and God is condemning, and today, much like the psalmist said, that there are people today that are calling. And call not upon the Lord. There are people today that are wicked. There are people today that are sinful. And out of all these people today, that of all the things that they are doing, he said, they're silent and they're silent unto the Lord. Proverbs tells us, if I can find it. Proverbs chapter 12. Notice what he says in the 10th verse. Proverbs 12 and verse 10 says this. A righteous man regardeth the life of his beast. But the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. They're not worried about God. They're not worried about their relationship between them and God. They are worried about muzzling everybody else or everything else. You know today, I'm going to be pretty transparent with you. For a long time, the human race has always tried to muzzle and to stomp out. The word of God. But you know what I'm a believer in? God's word will stand forever. You can't stomp it out. You can't muzzle the word of God. You might muzzle me. You might even capture me. Physically capture me. And you might put me in a place where my voice will never be heard. But I want you to know something today. God's word cannot and thanks be unto God it will not be silenced. And you know what? God's word's crying out. The difference is the world today is not listening to God, they're listening to themselves or what everybody else is saying. Listen to what the psalmist said that these are people who eat up my people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord. I told you in the very beginning that probably one of the most disturbing things of the verse that I've been reading over these last few days is the fact of that there are people today that are separated from God, but yet they're still silent. Today I pray that, that, that the altars, first of all the churches, might be filled with people that need to talk to the Lord. But I pray that not only would churches be filled with people that need to talk to the Lord, may our altars be filled with people that need to talk to the Lord. Can I ask you this? Who here this morning does not need to talk to the Lord. There's a silence that that is transpiring. And the silence that the psalmist is saying is may we not be silent anymore. May we break the silence. And if you're here especially and you've not been saved, I pray that you would break the silence and talk to him. I'll tell you this, that's the only way you're ever going to get saved. Not because of words that physically come out of your mouth, but it's what may come out of your heart. For he said, and they call not upon the Lord. How many people get up and they may go to church or they may turn on something or they may read something or there's something that they use and they're stirred in their heart but yet they still don't want to say anything. They don't want to do anything towards God. And you know what? The most disturbing place that you can be today is, that they, is to get to a place where you are not concerned about eternity. Let me ask you this. How many of you this morning are concerned about eternity? How many? Why? Because we know it's real. Do you know why people may not be talking to the Lord this morning? Because they don't understand the reality of eternity. Folks, I pray today that God may engulf your lives. That you might tell the people you're around that eternity is real. When you die, you do not just cease to exist. You're just transitioning to the next life. And you know what? Let's go ahead and start right there. When you transition from this life to the next, are we all going to the same place? Absolutely not. We can say that with the authority of God's word, but we can say this. When you leave this world, you're either headed for heaven or you're headed for hell. And you are looking at one this morning that's saved by the grace of God. I'm headed to heaven not because of what I've done, but what the Holy Spirit did inside of me. On a night that I began to cry out and talk to the Lord, this morning I pray that you would see that eternity is real. And he said, and they call not upon the Lord. I'll tell you this, for all the people that do not think that eternity is real, they will know the very instant that they die that eternity is real. How many people thought that they were just going to cease to exist? You don't just cease to exist, folks. You're headed one or the other. That tree falls down, you're either going to heaven or hell. One way or the other, that is where you go. And he said, not only, he said, did they eat up the people as they eat bread. And he said, and they call not upon the Lord. Why do people not call on the Lord? Because they don't think they need him. Can I ask you something today? This is a personal question. You can answer it if you want. How many of you need the Lord this morning? Amen. You know, there's not everybody's... Go- I don't even know if it's even here or not, but you know, not everybody in the world today is going to say that they need the Lord. Why? They kind of have this idea. I've got this, I'm good, or I'll be okay, or I can handle this. You know what? You can handle your life, but you sure cannot handle yourself in eternity without God. You need God. We all need God. That's, that's a need in all of our lives. I want to go back for just a minute I want to close in just a minute but I want to read in, in the 10th the division of the book of Psalm for just a moment why are people dying lost without God where are people going what are they doing what's happening in their lives Psalm chapter 10 it talks about the wicked and it talks about the people that are not calling upon the Lord in Psalm chapter 10 and let me read to you if I can the 4th verse The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. Uh, Listen, listen, folks. I'm not through with that verse, but listen here for just a minute. You mean to tell me that there are people that roam this earth that are going to be like this and they will not seek after God? I believe there's coming a day that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. You may not do it in this life, but you will do it in death that Jesus is Lord. There are people, he said in 10th chapter and 4th verse, that will not seek after God. And God is not in all their thoughts. The wicked through the pride of his countenance. Now let's get to the true bottom. The true bottom of what we want to get to in Psalms 100. Let's get to the bottom of the root of the problem here in Psalm 14 and 4. Why are people silent? It's called pride. I want you to think about that for just a minute. What does pride do for you and me? Pride may be that that you don't want to seek after the Lord because you've got something else more important or you may think that you have plans. Can I tell you something this morning? For those of us that are saved, we want to tell anybody that's never been saved, we want to tell you this. There is nothing more important than your soul. Can I say that one more time? For those of us that are saved, let us be clear that if you've never been saved, there is absolutely nothing more important for us than you breaking the silence and calling upon the Lord. But I also want to tell you this. Pride will kick in and say, well, we've got things to do. We've got somewhere to go. What are they going to think about me? Can I tell you this? Who cares what anybody else thinks? Between you and God. You know and God knows and that's all that matters today. If you need to cry and call out unto God, do just that. For he says, the pride of his countenance. Man, pride comes before the fall. How destructive pride is. But they will not seek after God. Do you know what pride will do? Pride will get you to thinking that you do not need god i'm going to ask you this question again who here today does not need god now you may answer and say i don't need god but i'm telling you whether you know it or not again we're talking about what you're aware of versus what you're not aware of whether you know it or not we all will say this you need god people need christ in their life and they need to call upon the lord but maybe they don't know it Maybe this is the first time in your life that God has revealed unto you that you need a Savior in your life. Maybe this is the day. If that's the case, may you break the silence. May you break the silence and call upon Him for He said, they will not seek after God. Why do people not seek after God? Maybe if I... Maybe if I, it's kind of like you're assembling something that you've bought and you refer to the directions. Maybe you're just, you're you're weak and you don't know enough that you have to have directions. Maybe people think that if you talk to God that you're weak and you need help. And you know what I want to say? That's true. That's true. You are weak and you do need help from God. You know, people may say because of pride that they don't want to talk to God because it makes them seem like they're weak people. Remember what what Paul said, it's when I'm weak is then I'm strong. It's okay to understand that we are a weak people, that we're in need of a Savior in our life. Folks, that's when you get saved is when you realize you can't do it on your own. Anybody else happen like that in your experience? When you get to a point in your life when you cannot do anything by yourself that you need Christ, that is the moment that you will find peace with him But it's a surrender, not about 90% surrender, 99% surrender, 25%. It's about complete surrender to God that you need Him. And I can answer for all of you today, you all need Jesus. I need Jesus. Throw me inside of that. We all need Jesus. And thanks be unto God, He is from the foundation of the world. God has provided a way that you and I might be saved. For He said there are people today who will not seek after God. He said, for God is not in all his thoughts. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And now what you understand, if you sow corn seed, you're going to raise corn. You sow apple seeds, you're going to raise apples. If people in their life get to a point that they do not want God, what's going to happen in their life? In order to get saved, let me just kind of get straight to the point. In order to get saved, you've got to want to be saved. That's right. That's right. But do you want it? Not only do you have to want it, you have to remember what the psalmist said. There are people, and they will call not upon the Lord. They recognize it, they're troubled about it, but they're not going to do anything about it. So, today, what are you going to do here this morning? I say that to the unsaved, but I'm also going to say it to the saved. Going back to what we read to you in the very beginning in Psalms 100. Are you going to cry out to God? Are you going to come into his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto the Lord, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, be thankful unto him and bless his name. And why are God's people not silent? For I'm going to close with this last verse. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And His truth, it's going to go from generation to generation to generation. And His truth endureth to all generations. For when the psalmist said that have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge. He said, who eat up my people as they eat bread. And they call not upon the Lord. I pray today that we might break the silence and begin to call upon him because we are in need of calling upon him. And here's what I want you to know this. If we call, he will answer. But are you going to call upon him? Those are the things I had on my heart this morning. Uh, God bless you. I'm finished. Let's get a song.